Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Empire. Play Fantasy Spaceball Show with D. Mindy. Little Cheesecake and Doc starts now. We welcome in a man who I think of as Pepto Bismol because he provided relief. This pitcher won 35 games, had 469 strikeouts, and three saves over his 10 year career with four organizations, although he played a total of 19 seasons. He also had some experience in the coaching realm as he spent time with the Blue Jays minor league team. An aviation man, he sets up the travel needs for professional athletes, as well as high-end luxury vacations. The man who loves to post throwback Thursday pictures on Instagram, <laughs> we welcome in Juan Rincon. What is going on? Well, thank you guys. Thanks for having me here. Um, for the record, this is... Uh... My first uh, interview in English in a very long time, so yeah. keep your fingers crossed that I got to do it real good. All right, that <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't mess up. Hey, your English is probably as good as ours. It's uh, better I than ours. <laughs> I was gonna say I wouldn't. I wouldn't have known that until you told me. But Juan, how are you and your family doing? I know we're kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with COVID. But how have you guys, you know, been doing with all this? No, we're doing good. Thanks God, we're doing great. Um, you know, we've been, we've been healthy throughout all this time. Uh, it's been difficult for, for, uh, everybody, but, you know, we were able to, uh, to, uh, walk it through. So we're good. Thanks God. We're good. I love to hear that. And one, what I want to do is start off with your career before the big leagues. Now you grew up in Venezuela and attended UE Instituto Cervantes in Zulia. Did I say that okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, perfect. Now, for unfortunately, for as broad as the internet is, I could not find your high school stats. Okay. But they must have been impressive for you to make it to the Twins organization 18 years well, old. You know, for for uh, uh, a little bit of uh, history here, um, in South America, you don't play in high school. You know, uh, you're lucky. For in my for my in my case, I was lucky to finish up high school. And that's not, not too common nowadays with the way that, uh, the draft, the, uh, international drafts are, are, uh, are being handled. Um, but I was able to finish up high school. But what, uh, what you do in, uh, in, in Zulia, in my hometown, is that you play a lot of little, little league. Little leagues where you get exposed. Um, so I was, uh, playing in this little league where, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of guys, uh, the most famous one, uh, the latest one is, uh, Carlos Gonzalez, you know, Cargo. Cargo used to mm-hmm. play in the same team as a, as a team that I came out. Um, but, uh, a friend of mine that I happened to be the catcher for a team, he said, listen, there's a guy that, um, that works for the twins that would like to, to have, uh, two, p- three pitchers, uh, uh, third baseman, I think he said, 
and a catcher. Obviously, that he needed a catcher because somebody had to catch those three guys that he wanted to see. And he said, "Well, I'm gonna recommend you to uh, to him and uh, for you to come to practice." And that Sunday, that he set up the practice Sunday, two o'clock, uh, the guy didn't show up. So I was like, you know what? I was. I remember talking to my mom uh, in the kitchen. I said, you know, I'm done with baseball. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna focus in going to uh, to uh, college. Going to college, I knew that that my hopes to uh, play professional ball were done at, at that time. At that point, if I if I crossed that bridge, I was done with that. And uh, the guy called back and he said that he apologized. I had to his boss or whatever it was, and that he was gonna be there next next. Sunday. Next Sunday came and he showed up and he said, you know what, uh, I would like to invite you to the uh, to the Twins Academy in the central part of the country. The only issue that we're going to have, and I'll tell you right away, is your height. You're not too tall for what they're looking for. Uh, okay. So uh, I took about, it was uh, about 12-hour bus ride to, to this place where the academy used to be at. And the first thing that the guy told me, it was already like midnight because I spent the whole day traveling. The guy said to my face, listen, you're too short for what we're looking for. But since you're here, I'm not going to let you waste your trip. I'm going to let you practice here with the team. But for the record, uh, we're not looking uh, for guys like you. Like you. So we got taller pitchers here, blah, blah, blah. So I, I remember saying to myself, okay, I got it. Um, I'm going to make you swallow your words. Don't, don't worry about it. Uh, long story short, uh, three weeks later, the only, back in those days, I don't know how it works right now with the, uh, visa, the visa, the working visa, but every organization had a, uh, a, um, an amount of visa that you could bring players in every year. So the only twins, the only at that point, they only had one working visa left. So they had to make sure that whoever get that visa, it was going to, to, to be worth it because you, you could be missing, you know, potential good players that you were not going to be able to sign later. So, um, uh, the guy ended up signing me off. He offered me a job yes, uh, to come here. Um, and uh, when I first got here, uh, the twins wanted to release me because I was too short, you know, until they saw me throwing. Um, so they said, well, you know, he has a good arm. And uh, my velo was starting to pick up, and and they let me they let me stay that first year because of that. But they were gonna release me out of spring training, my first spring training, because of my height. Well, one, if it makes you feel better, I'm five five, and I've gotten told my entire life I'm too short. So I'm sure you're not five five, but <laughs> no, I'm actually gotta... five eleven. You know, but uh, that's were, too they, short. They were, that yeah. what? They were looking for I don't know Shaquille O'Neal type of guys out of, <laughs> out of South America. <laughs> Oh man, well, I, I'm glad that they decided to take a chance on you, even though five and eleven is not too short. Now you'd be yeah. starting off your career at the RK League, where in your first season you went three and four with a three oh seven ERA and sixty one sixty seven point one innings pitched. The following season you'd be promoted to A ball, then double A, A plus, and eventually the majors. Now, in the minors, you were forty five and thirty four with a three point two one ERA over six hundred forty five innings. It appeared that you were destined as a starting pitcher. Did the Twins say why they had you pitching in relief? 
You know what? Uh, they say they keep they kept saying uh, for some reason every single year. If you look at my stats in the minors, I was eating up a lot of innings, and I was a fastball cutter, uh, a little slider that I, it wasn't as good as it was when I got to the big leagues. But I was a slider, and a decent changeup. Um, and I was eating, I was eating a lot of innings in the in the minor leagues as a starter. So I thought that my shot was going to be a starter. But the closer that I got to the big leagues, uh, you know, double A, even triple A, they say that I was not going to pitch in the big leagues as a starter uh, because they say that that I didn't last too long in the games. I didn't know what they meant with that because. If you look at my stats, every single year I was top three, top five in innings pitch in the league. And in AAA, I only pitched there for three months uh, in 2002, and I led the league in game com- in, uh, complete games. Think about that. But they were they, they thought that I was not going to be a, a good starter because of my secondary pitches. They say my changeup was any the greatest, that I, had, that I needed to have uh, three good pitches to be successful in the big leagues as a starter. But if you look at uh, Carlos Silva's uh, career, he only had two good pitches or, or, or one good pitch. And the, the other two pitches were decent. And, you know, I don't know. They, they told me that I was not going to be a good starter. So they sent me to the, to the uh, bullpen. Interesting that they would yeah. do that and not even give you a chance to even just let it play out with your stuff. Uh, I, I, pitched, I pitched three games. Uh, I started three games in the big leagues. Uh, one was in uh, July 4th in 2000, uh, 2002, July 4th, yeah, against Freddie Garcia at Seattle. And I pitched, I think I pitched six and two-thirds and I gave up one run. Then I pitched four innings against Texas when Texas had, you know, A-Rod, uh, Young, Michael Young. We had... All those uh, stats, uh, Pach Rodriguez. I think I think Caminiti was in that in that team. It was it was just a, a stupid team. And I pitched four innings, and then I pitched against Cleveland. Cleveland, it, it was a disaster. But other than that, I never had another chance. Now I want to backtrack a little bit because I want to go back to your debut. Because on June seventh, twenty twenty or two thousand one. You fulfilled the dream that many of us have when you made your major league debut against the Indians in relief when you threw one scoreless inning. But what were your thoughts leading up to that day? You know, were you nervous? Were you excited? Did the Twins let you know that you'd be debuting? Nervous. I was, I was very scared. Um, after the game was over, I had to go back to, uh, to the video room that they had at the, uh, at the Metrodome and, uh, and I asked the guy, I said, look, can, can I watch my, my outing? And he gave me a tape, um, VHS tape. Okay. Not, not a CD, not a memory card, not, nothing like that. Just a tape. And I took it home and I, and I played, I remember playing it, trying to see if I could, if I could tell that, uh, that I was shaking. I, while I was on the mound, I was shaking. I felt that my pants were going to come down and, um, and, and I keep pulling my pants up. You know, my, my <laughs> underwear pulling up. I, I felt that my socks were by my toes. It was, it was a disaster, but, but it was a good experience. Uh, I would put it up with my, uh, with the son, the birth of my son, you know, that, that type of experience, that type of, uh, you know, that caliber. So, one, I have two questions for you. So again, a big twins fan, as I talked about with you, uh, before we started recording. 
first question is is a more of just like a, I think a general question. Did you at any point try to uh, pick the brains of, of all the pitchers that were on the staff or in the bullpen, like learning, you know, what, uh, you know, something from Joe Nathan, like one of his pitches or talking to any of the starters like Carlos Silva or Johan Santos, learn, trying to learn Johan's change up. Was that any, any point where you kind of went to these guys to try to learn grips? Because right now in today's day and age, there's all, people are, you know, talking to Shane Bieber of, of the Cleveland Indians and they're trying to learn, uh, that's one of the things that Aaron Savali has been doing. Uh, had you ever thought about talking with these guys to maybe expand your arsenal some? Yes. And uh, what was our question? You say you had two, right? Oh, the second. <laughs> I'll save the second one. Uh, it doesn't, okay. It's not related. Well, um, when I was uh, when I first made it to the big leagues, uh, the first thing that I that I did, uh, I remember uh, Brad Rackey throwing a bullpen, mm-hmm. right? And I would go to the bullpen whenever he was throwing his bullpens, or whenever he was warming up for the game. To see the way he pitched, the way that he warmed up, the way that, that he went about his business because he was at the time one of the best pitchers in the league. He was underrated, but you know, all the things that, that he contributed to the team. Um, so I went, I used to go to the bullpen to watch him throw because I wanted to learn their mechanics, their, uh, their preparation, their, their, their thoughts about what they were doing. So, it was not just about what pitch or how to grip it. It was more about the mental part of getting ready for the game. He said, uh, I remember that, that, uh, it was actually a little bit of, uh, I, I saw it as a little bit of luck. I said, well, I'm going to go and watch him throw and I'm going to try to simulate the way that he throws on the, in the bullpen and I'm going to try to implement it in the, on the mound while the game was going on. And it actually worked because, uh, at some point, I felt that, that I had control. Um, I used to talk a, a lot with uh, Eddie Guardado and uh, ah, Latroy Hart. Eddie Guardado. Yeah. Everyday Eddie. Everyday Eddie, yeah. I used to pick their brains, you know, about certain situations, about um, approaches, how can I deal with this, how can I deal with that. Uh, another guy that I, that I used to talk a lot, especially my first year that I, that I got there, it was uh, Bobby Wells. Mm-hmm. Um you know, old old guy that that was there for a long time. So I wanted to pick their brains about situation preparation. It was more of a mental part, more than mm-hmm. than grips and and stuff. So, um, Carlos uh, Carlos had a real good two seam, so I, I tried to to work it out. But for him, it was so easy. He so it was uh, Santana's changeup. So um, one thing that I learned. Uh, I was, uh, listening to, uh, actually to Mariano, uh, the way that he threw his cutter. And uh, he happens to be talking to somebody and I was just around and I was able to pick up, you know, a thing or two about his cutter. And that's, that's when my, uh, my fastball started to cut a little bit more. And that was, that, that's why I was so effective, you know, through those, uh, four years because I, I was able to move the ball. Uh, with a little bit of action towards the outside part of the plate. Yeah, and and so this kind of leads into my second question I wanted to ask you. So from 2004 to 2006, you were you know crushing it in the Twins bullpen. You actually were uh, third, sixth, and second in the American League in games played amongst pitchers during those three seasons. So you were getting it done. Uh, good stuff. Obviously, again, uh, your strikeouts during that time, your your strikeouts per nine were over 11 
over nine and then just under eight. So healthy strikeout numbers. But one, we've known each other now for maybe about a little, almost, almost a half an hour. So I feel like we're, we're friends in a sense now. So I have to be okay. honest with you. I was not going to hide this from you. Okay. Uh, during your last year with the twins in 2007, it definitely went downhill. And I definitely might have said a couple times on my TV when you came in the game that <laughs> you might be blowing it. No, no, but, listen, uh, it's not, I mean, the, the numbers are there. There, there's, you know, cannot hide from the internet. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I just want to be honest with you because I, I, you're such a great guy. And I definitely was like, I don't know what, I was kind of curious if, if you knew what happened, why kind of the wheels fell off at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, I know what happened. And I always I have no shame in talking about it. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, some guys and, and I, I'm going to say some guys, buddy, the organization put me in a, in a tough situation. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't want to trade me. Uh, going into 2006, uh, six, yes, uh, that we went into the playoff with uh, Oakland, right? They right before the playoffs started, they told me that I was not the, the eight, the eight, the eight inning man. That I was gonna be in the mix with uh, Jesse Crane and uh, and uh, Nishak and mm-hmm. Guerrero and all that. And I really found it very offensive. Um, my numbers were good as a year before. Yes, I didn't have that many strikeouts, but, you know, I got the job done. My ERA was lower. Mm-hmm. You know, I threw the same amount of innings. Or, yeah, it was just, they were trying to control my, my, uh, my salary, you know, and, uh, they were playing, they were putting me in, in situations where, you know, there, I was no use. I was pitching in, I would have found myself pitching in, uh, you know, 10 run defense, like 10 nothing in the third inning, they would have bring me in, you know, things like that. So they started, started, uh, kicking into my, uh, my confidence and my confidence level just went down, completely down. And, um, and they didn't want to trade me. Like I said at the beginning, um, we asked to be traded and that's when the Mark Garza and, uh, Somebody else got traded to uh, to Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay sent Delman um, uh, Young. Delman Young, yes. But, I was. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because we actually I talked to Matt Garza like three weeks ago, and he had said similar things about the organization, like that they were not willing to trade him, and then that he just they they wanted to use him in a certain way that he wasn't comfortable with, and he had to yeah. prove them wrong in the minors basically let him start and let him throw the pitches that he wanted to throw. He wanted to throw heavy fastballs and they wanted him to throw more breaking stuff. So it's kind of interesting that you're kind of the second twins pitcher around that time that's talking about their approach to how they want to use you and, and not letting you, it didn't sound like that they were, too, and I know that was around like the Bill Smith transition too. Um, right. It's very interesting that um, you've had some problems with when you were playing with them at that time. Well, you know, I messed up my confidence. Uh, there's, uh, there's nothing, nothing else to hide or nothing else or to say or, or not even to be ashamed of. I had to even talk to, uh, when I went to Cleveland, I was able to talk to uh, a mental, it's not, it's not a psychiatrist, not a psychologist, but it's more sport orientated guy. And, uh, my, my, actually my numbers with Cleveland were a little better. But my last two outings, my last two outings, I was so tired that uh, I even felt that uh, that I needed Tommy Young because my elbow was just killing me, and mm-hmm. I gave up a lot of runs. And, and the numbers they don't look that good, but they were they were actually good. And this guy just helped me so much in the mental part that I was so happy. I was actually happy to go 
play baseball, to go back and play baseball. Uh, in Minnesota, at that, at that point, I was just done with the team, mentally done with the team. I was, uh, like I said, I was put in uh, in a bad situation. So we requested to be traded a couple times. They say that they were not going to trade me because I was their insurance car in case that their, you know, Nishak, uh, Jesse, and uh, and Guerrier, Guerrier would have failed. That was their insurance their insurance car. So. I was playing, I was going back to my 2002, 2003 year where mm-hmm. I was at the mop up guy. You know, when I was all those years, it was a, the go to guy. They just, they removed me because they told me I was going to make too much money. And when the money that they were going to pay me, they could pay all those three guys for the, for the same, um, uh, outcome. So, uh, that, that's, uh, that's the story. And, um, I'm not ashamed to, um, to say or admit it. I'm team yeah, Warren Cone right now. I I'm, am, I'm all I am. team Warren Cone. <laughs> I am too. And you ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And I don't want to gloss over the the negative stuff with the Twins because over those eight seasons you'd appear in 386 games with a 30 and 26 record. And a 3.6 ERA, 3.69 ERA, mostly in a relief role. As mentioned, yeah. you'd have a stint with the Indians, Tigers, Rockies, Dodgers, and Angels before retiring in 2012. But as mentioned in the intro, you were also the pitching coach for the Gulf Coast Blue Jays for the 2016 season. And now you're in the private aviation business. And I think many of us are not familiar with the logistics of it. So how did you get into it and what's your job like? Well, uh, just before we go to that subject, um, I wanted to say the Twins and Minnesota, they mean, it, they, you know, overall mean so much to me, to my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a team that, uh, that, uh, gave me the opportunity to play, to play professional baseball, right? Um, it was a team that I made it to the big leagues with. Um, I got married and I went to Minnesota right away. Uh, my son, my first kid was born in Minnesota. So. I have so many good memories that yeah, that part is just the 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 the, the bad the, the bad part of the of the story. But you know, if I could have lived in Minnesota, I, w- I wouldn't have, I wouldn't doubt it. It's just how much I love Minnesota and what it represents to my family. It's just wanna right. just wanna leave it there. But I'm going to. So I was I was gonna say I'm sorry, Juan. I also want to say that with you and with Matt, like I I definitely. Don't want to make it seem like you guys are attacking them. I think it's just no, very no. frustrating with how it handles it. And it's, I definitely get, you know, where you guys are coming from with the love for the organization too. And I didn't Listen, want to I make wish it feel like it was done a, a little different. You know, I was, right. I was a one that the most interested person that would have, that would have won that a deal a little different, but it, it's the way it's a business. And uh, you don't see it at the time, but it's just a business like mm-hmm. any other. You, you get cows and the cows old, you send it to the slaughterhouse. It's just the way it is. You know, you get old, they get you out. That's it. <laughs> no, it's just the way it is. It's just people don't, you know, they put their, their teams between the, their chest and the bag and, oh, you know, my team, but it's not, it's not the way it works. It's not real life. I can tell you firsthand that it's not the way it works. <laughs> but, uh, going to the, uh, to your question about the private aviation. So, 
one day I was in Arizona with, um, I don't know if it was Dodgers or Anaheim, right? And um, Benji Molina threw a party at his house. So I went over there, and this financial advisor from Minnesota happens to be there. And he was talking to this guy, this Colombian guy, and um, he introduced me to the guy. He said, oh, yeah, I do uh, private aviation. I have a private aviation company. Uh, whenever uh, you retire, let me know, and we can talk about it. Because I, I hear, you know, I've been asking for somebody to to uh, do that kind of job for for the company and in baseball so whenever you retire if you want to talk about it give me a call so i was like whatever i'm not retiring anytime soon so that was in 2011 or 12 um three years later i'm done with baseball right i went to independent ball i played winter ball all that kind of stuff my elbow gave my shoulder gave up and i said i'm not gonna play anymore so one day I'm just sitting at home and I get a phone call from the guy. Hey, I hear that you, yeah, I think the guy had, I don't know, um, Alexa or something like that at his house and he overheard what I was saying about retiring. Mm-hmm. So he called me and he said, um, would you be interested in coming to the office and talk about it? So long story short, that's how I end up uh, doing the private aviation. I, I did it for a year, right? Um, I kind of didn't like it because I had to go to an office every single day. And um, I keep telling him that if he wanted to uh, the business to, to grow, I had to go out and, and try to get players. And the only way to get the players, he was inviting practice, you know, trying to meet face-to-face with them. They don't pick up the phone. They don't respond text messages. They, don't, they, don't, they definitely don't respond um, emails. So the guy wanted to do emails and, and phone calls at eight in the morning and say, dude, you're not going to get any business. If you do it this way. You're not dealing with, with, uh, uh, CEOs that have three secretaries and one assistant. That it doesn't work like that. I know that. So I end up going, I, uh, I got a phone call from, uh, from a friend of mine that works with the Blue Jays. And he said, hey, Juan, you know, I'm talking here with uh, Sal Fasano. That Sal Fasano was uh, one of the catchers that was in Cleveland. And then we, uh, I, when I signed with the Rockies, I signed with the Rockies because of him. When I saw that he was in the Rockies uh, AAA, I ended up signing with the Rockies because I knew that if he was my catcher, I was going to make it to the, back to the big leagues. So he called me and they said, Hey, they're looking for a pitching coach. They got two openings, uh, one in rookie ball, the other one in Florida State that he, he used to be the uh, level below, uh, double A. So they called me. I talked to them. I drove all the way to, uh, to Tampa to, to have a face to face, uh, conversation with them. And then I had another conversation over the phone and, and I decided to take the job, right? I, uh, I didn't really quit the uh, private aviation because a lot of people were still calling me for for prices. So what I would uh, what I did was uh, I got all gathered all the information that that I that I needed. I sent it to the office. They worked it and they sent it to the player. So uh, that year um, I was actually uh, on on the way home from a game. 
And I was just thinking about, you know, private aviation, all that stuff. And then I get a phone call from the, from the same guy, from the owner. And I got, what? I need to talk to you. Of course, I couldn't, I couldn't talk to the guy because I was in the bus and I had the manager, the heating coach, the strength conditioning trainer next to me. I said, well, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk to you right now. Let me get home and I give you a call. So the guy made a, a real good offer that I couldn't turn down, and I decided to come back with the job with the uh, with the Blue Jays, um, and I decided to to, uh, to pursue it again now. But now it's under my terms. The yeah, way that I think it works. Yeah, yeah you tell corp. I said I love it. You tell corporate America how it is. They don't tell you how it is, right? Well, in baseball, it's a little different. It's not just like. You know, yeah, they, they probably have studied the market and how uh, CEOs and rich people work. But athletes and baseball players in particular, they're different. They just have a lot of money. They don't trust too many people. They don't have a assist, an assistant or, you know, the agents. Uh, they're the, the, the ones that work uh, their needs. So it, it's real hard to get in. But once you're in you, you gain the trust of the players and 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 they, they really trust you, you know, because they're looking for somebody that's going to trust them that is not going to steal their money. Yeah. You know, wise so, words um, from... Say that again? I was going to say wise words from Juan Rincon. Juan, we don't, we don't want to take up too much of your time here. Um, what we like to do is get our, our athletes out of here with a little triple play rapid fire, some this <laughs> or that questions. Are you down? Okay. Uh, yeah. You probably haven't been asked some of these before. Just a heads up. All <laughs> okay, right. Would you, would, would you rather get a save with zero strikeouts or get a hold with with three strikeouts? A hold. Okay. Ooh. I love I it. I love it. to say that. I like it. Well, yeah. I, was a, I was a setup man. I was not a closer. So I, I right. used to get paid to, to get holds. No, that was Nathan's job, not my job. All right. All right. Would you rather make an all-star appearance? Or win the Behringer Trophy, and I looked that up. It's one of the most prestigious flight awards. It's the longest distance soaring flight, other than those flown at the U.S. National Contest. But uh, what, what's what's that award again? Uh, the Behringer Trophy. Apparently, it's just top one of the top ones in the aviation industry. No, forget about that. I want I wanted to go to the Oscar game. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. I didn't even you know need to that say I, the I second was three, part. Uh, uh, for some reason, uh, 2002, I mean, uh, four, five, and six, my ERA was almost one, and I never made it to the All-Star game. All right. Well, we're, we're right now. They, they, they probably gave it to Nathan because they were, I feel like holds weren't recognized as much as they are now. Yeah, setup men were not recognized. We were not even paid good, and uh, with all the uh, dirty work that we had to do. That's all right. You all know, right well, I, this one, I got to play in the big leagues. Forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There we go. This one isn't MLB related. Okay. No social media for a month or you can't eat at your favorite restaurant for three months. No, I, I, I eat anytime at my favorite restaurant. I, I give up social media. Oh, That'll be deal to me. No, no throwback Thursdays for a month, my man. No, nah, it's all right. <laughs> Would you I'm, rather I'm not, be... Listen, I don't post. I, I don't know what you were uh, looking at, but I don't post. That many stuff. Um, I did now, my stalking. I'll do. I'll, I'll do say this. I'll do my my stalking to the players to see who flies private. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you do the part, same thing I do. Fire up the business, you know. 
So there you go. Social media is actually it. good because uh, if I see a tail number, I can look it up and see who they fly with and all that kind of stuff. Well, for that month, you won't be doing it because you'll be eating at your favorite restaurant instead. <laughs> I would I would just get fat. That's it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather be stuck in an elevator for an hour or a ski lift for an hour? A uh, what? Would you rather be stuck in an elevator for an hour or a ski lift for an hour? What is a ski lift? Like when you go up, when you ride the thing up to the slopes? Oh, no, no. Um, I say a ski lift. I, okay. I, the other day, the elevator got stuck, and I and I felt that that I was a little a little uh, claustrophobic, okay. even though that I don't All think right. that I am. But at that at that point, I I thought like, wow, you know, you know, six people in this thing, and and I'm stuck with this. Uh, I didn't feel good, so I probably All would right. take this good. Would you rather be the best in the world at one thing or good at everything? No, I would be. I would want to be the best at one thing in the world. Okay. All right. All right. Getting what is your? There we go. That holds. What is your favorite candy? I'm not a candy guy, but if I would have to choose, it would be chocolate. Okay. Good call. Man of my own heart, I like it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a candy guy. For me, candy you can throw candy away at. It's not going to do anything All right, for me. Perfect, perfect. I'm not fat because of candy. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're, you're, you're more accomplished than David and I will ever be combined. We like to dwell <laughs> on the positives. Would you rather never lose your phone again or never lose your keys again? No, I would rather lose my keys, not my phone. Um, Remember, that, I, make a uh, living, that, I make a living with my phone. That's true. Yeah, but don't you have to drive to the office now? No. I work from home. Uh, hey, there we go. There we go. Love it. <laughs> All right, we got a few left. Would you okay. rather be born without knees or without elbows? Oh, my God. Uh, no, I, I would rather to be born without knees. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't think you're At least you can grab. You can grab yeah. things with your hand. You I know? mean, then, then if you don't have the knees, you'll actually be short. You won't be baseball short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so All right. I, I would have given it to the Twins on that one. The last two. And this one I really <laughs> oh, want. I, I can't wait to hear your answer on this one. <laughs> Do you remember the words for the Twins' Ode to Joy commercial? Uh, the one that we were singing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> No, I don't remember. I mean, I know uh, that we were singing, but what, I don't remember. What was his? What was his part? It was, uh, you know, three, two, can three, two, we? Can love this we love this slide. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I of the dish. Good <laughs> control, uh, and he's got nasty weep and hitters as you wish. Juan, uh, take it away. You remember when it? When they're swinging, heat we're bringing. You need outs, we get you more. Sidearm swinging. We are singing, I come in and close the door. Listen. Uh, the only yeah. one I knew was Nathan at the end. And I closed the door. I remember that one, yeah. Now, even okay. if I would have remembered, you wouldn't have made me sing. <laughs> it's all right. We sang it. You had. At least you did it better than me. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just you say. Know, it's funny because the only reason he knows the song is because, I like I, again, I was such a diehard. That I literally like played all the commercials on my computer. I like had always had like your the, the game days on my computer. Like message, I was on like the message boards on the site. Like 
I was I was definitely very like obsessed with you guys when I was growing up. So like, but that's my, favorite, you know. my favorite one is the one where uh, uh, Santana is driving and always. Uh, oh and yes, with Joe Nathan. About no, no, yeah. <laughs> that one. Uh, that was my favorite one. Oh, my that favorite. one was hilarious. And the, uh, that was a good one. The, and the one that me could iron uh, uh, Santana. It's actually the magic show. funny because, uh, you know, we cut him in half and the kid just goes like pass out in the middle. It was actually good. That was a good one. <laughs> I love those commercials. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I don't know if they're still like, making them. They, they wish they still had them like on the site or something or like YouTube. I, I would love to watch those back. You I mean, can, uh, they have the, the Johan Santana, Joe Nathan, and uh, the twins one of the bullpen on YouTube. Couldn't find the Michael Kadir one, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I'll send it to you. I yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perfect. So, one, this is the last one. Uh-oh. What do you think you can throw right now? Me? Yeah. Like Vila-wise? Yeah. Uh, say 80, 85, no more than that. Wow. <laughs> That's still really good. Yeah. 85? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't, I don't doubt it, but. My, but my arm is just done. It's not. It's not gonna be for too many pitches. I can tell you that. <laughs> he says it so casually that he's part of the eighty poo crew. Eighty. Oh, I mean, man. I mean, eighty, eighty-five. Like you can still get some hitters out with that. I'll, I'll oh, yeah. put you in for a batter, and then. <laughs> no, if you put me with a batter, you better put the net in front of me so I can hit. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get out of the way. Oh, there we, oh, don't say that. Don't say that. I trust your fielding. I think you could. Yeah, it was good, actually. Uh, I took pride on my uh, on my defense. Well, the Twins were real good at it. You know, they, yeah, yeah. With the little piranhas it. and everything. Yeah, man. Right now, you watch games and you are like, wow, you know, it's unbelievable. This guy cannot execute a regular play that you should have practiced at in spring training every single day. Mm-hmm. That's why that's well, why we were so good. We couldn't hit the ball that that much, you know, for average. But we really we were really good at on defense. Well, Juan, we really appreciate you joining us. And if you want to follow him on Instagram, which he's not taking a month break from, it's one <laughs> ringcone thirty nine. Juan, 30. before we get out of here, is there anything that you want to plug to the audience where they can find you that's not on social media, anything you're working on? No, right now I'm not a, a big social media guy. I don't have uh, Facebook or or uh, Twitter. I'm, I got my uh, my own issues with uh, Instagram, and that's about it. <laughs> no issues, but uh, I'm good. I'm good enough with uh, Instagram. So well, I'm very happy. Like I say, my first 